Good morning, and welcome to Pastor Pete's podcast. Just want to uh, wish you a those of you out there who are fathers to wish you a happy Father's Day because today is June twentieth, twenty twenty one, and it's Father's Day, and I just want to wish you all a happy Father's Day. Um, again, we are walking. This is episode five of our journey or walk through James, uh, the book of James in the Holy Bible. And this is, if I haven't said it, this is Pastor Pete's podcast. I think I already said it, but that's okay. Um, just to, if, if you're tuning in late, you're, you know where you're at. Anyway, um, we're, we are in James and uh, in the book of James. And remember the last time, just give a quick recap. Last time we, we saw how much favoritism is not um, is not acceptable to God, that uh, it's just a way, it's not showing the love or glorifying God in any way, it's just um, elevating yourself um, over others, and you know how much God detests that. Anyway, um, we're going to go on in James, and uh, let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you that you are our Father, and whether we have good or bad issues with our fathers, um, that you are the ultimate, perfect, loving Father, and that there are no issues that um, uh, we should have with you. Uh, anyway, Lord, um, I just want to ask that you would make this time, and uh, my listeners, our listeners, those who are listening to this podcast, gain something from your word and Dwell closer to you. As with all things, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so verses 14 through 26, we're picking up there. We're in chapter 2. Verse, we're at verses 14 through 26. James moves into what might seem like a, a separate topic, but um, uh, faith in how it is represented in our lives. We can't lose sight why James has written this letter. We go back for a second to the beginning of the letter. He's, remember, he's writing to the 12 scattered tribes, Jewish believers, who are being persecuted for their beliefs. He is helping them understand why they are facing these trials, as well as how to stay the course. He does not have time to develop theology. He doesn't. He just enough to tell how it applies to them and how they should apply it to their lives. Why doesn't he have time? Well, because of... Uh, the world was a much bigger place then as far as um, um, time to send messages or, or time to send letters or time to reach other folks. Remember back then, as I said last time, that the, the way to get there was by by, by camel or by, by horseback and, and by uh, sailboats and, and, and that sort of thing, or even walking. Um, but there was not, there was no internet, as you well know, or any of those kinds of things, those modern conveniences that we have that make our world a much smaller world today. Anyway, he doesn't have time to develop theology, so he has to get right to the point. So verses 14 through 17, he says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith? Remember, faith is the big deal with James. If someone claims to have faith, but no deeds, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and well fed, 
does but does nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Well, in some prominent belief systems, these verses can be a point of contention. Let's look at the King James Version. What doth the prophet, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and hath not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warned and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth the profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Faith without works is dead. This seems to be a cry of many who do not understand this passage. Let's look at it closer. Not just closer, but all of it. It builds on the explanation of faith. Verses 18 through 26. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my, or by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions are working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Again, let's take again, again a look at the King James. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Shew me thy faith without thy works and I will shew thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by his works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by faith was made perfect, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled with which saith, Abraham believed God, and was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by figs, by, well, figs, excuse me, then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So, what does this tell us? Well, honestly, if you read this and you read it correctly, faith comes first, always, not works, faith first. The works come after the faith. It's stated in so many ways in both the old King James Version and the modern NIV, NASB, ESV, and the others as well. There are others as well. But the proof, the proof of the faith which has saved you is in the way you behave. Your overwhelming gratitude for your salvation should be in actions and attitudes that you show. 
James is so plain of day here that it is amazing to observe how many feel as though works will gain anything. They won't gain anything. They gain nothing. Not without faith. You have to have the faith first. It's the faith that promotes, that, that generates, that uh, uh, accelerates the works. Verses 18 through 19. But someone will say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. I will show you my faith by my deeds. That's critical there, by my deeds. My, by my, the deeds prove out the faith, not the faith prove out the deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. By my deeds. Here James clearly is showing that while belief is a critical component, it is not enough. The trust component is implied. It is implied. In faith we believe in God. We surrender his will, and we trust that he is in control. And because of this, we act in a way that reflects the belief, the surrender, and the trust. Anyone can believe in God. The demons do, right? It says right there the demons believe in God, but they, and they shudder. But the trust component and surrender must be there as well. We can all, without hesitation, say that the demons are not surrendering to God. Abraham not only believed in God, but he surrendered and trusted God with the most precious thing he had, and that was his son. Again, we had the prostitute who, in her business, must have had some serious trust issues, but she believed and trusted that the men who came to her were sent by God and so helped them out of Jericho. That's in Joshua chapter uh, 2 and chapter 6, verse 22. Faith with deeds. Faith with deeds. Again, faith with deeds. Faith first, deeds after. Jesus shows us that those of us who have much to be forgiven for love much in return. The faith that accomplishes that charges us, changes us so much that we're overflowing with a desire to behave in a manner that shows the world what Christ has done for us. Those are works. Let me repeat that. The faith, the faith, the trust, and the belief the faith that accomplishes, the faith that, that changes us so much that we are overflowing with the desire to behave in a manner that shows the world what Christ has done for us. These are works. That's what works is. We behave in a manner. We behave in a manner. We do things. We act in a way, we behave in a way, we, we perform things that is just showing how our faith in Christ has changed us, saved us, and created us into a new being. The first, the fruit of the Spirit are outward expressions which are shown in our deeds. Again, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Remember the big, the, the big nine in Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. All of these are how we relate to each other. Can we show these without, can we show these without faith first? Maybe one or two once in a while. God has written his law on every person's heart. So there could be occasions that they might occur. But James is talking about who we are and why we do what we do. 
deeds without faith. Deeds without faith would bring questions to mind. Wait a second. You know, why is he doing that? Why is this person doing this? Now, those questions might arise anyway, but it's the faith first that will prove those deeds, those actions out. You have to question also, you know, deeds without faith bring some other questions to mind. Are you trying to earn your way into something that has already been earned for you? In other words, are you trying to do something, you know, I'm going to do this for God so that, you know, he'll love me more. Or I'm going to do this for God because I'll get this from him or I, th this thing will, will occur. That's not the way it works at all. Um, but, you know, you have to look at what your motives are. are. Are there strings attached? We should always question our motives and the things we do and say. Are we doing something or not doing something out of faith or out of fear? There are aspects of faith which seem to indicate an opposing relationship between fear and faith. Is your faith in alive and apparent by your deeds? These are questions you need to ask yourself. But remember, in all things, anything that you do should be proving the faith. Should not be, your, your actions should be should be that which came after you had the faith that showing how much you have faith in what God has done for you and so now these actions that you do these deeds that you do just come out of you naturally well I'm going to cut us a little bit shorter today and uh, um, stop next next uh, next time next episode we will be picking up with chapter three so if you get a chance um, start reading chapter three and we will we will move along with chapter three and go forward into our journey i thank you all for listening and i hope you have a a wonderful week and I can't wait to be speaking to you again next week god bless you all <music>